for the for the past six days today being the sixth day so the past five days we've been on the topic prevailing faith and i took off from hebrews chapter four it's been very very impactful a lot of christians take the ministry of the word of god lightly in their lives they don't pay so much attention to the ministry of the word of god but it's one of the greatest things that can ever happen to any christian a christian who rejects the word of god a christian who neglects the word of god will always walk a victim of life because his word is what he gave us for dominion he said he sent his word and healed them the word of god was given to us for the dominion of our lives the dominion of our spirits and you can see clearly from where i started on from day one let us therefore fear verse one lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest any of you should come short of it for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it that means for these people these people this particular people he's talking about had the same gospel preached had the same word of god preached to them he said like it was preached unto us it says it did not profit them that means they didn't see the working of that word for example what was the main thing that was preached to them the main gospel that was preached to them was the gospel that moses preached to them when they were in egypt that they would be free from slavery that they'll be free from the oppressors and God was going to take them into their own land. That was the gospel that was preached to them. When you hear gospel, gospel means good news. And that was the good news Moses brought to them. So for once, these people who were slaves, who were being beaten by you know, their uh, slave masters, for, for the first time in their life, Moses came to them and said, the God of the Hebrews had met with us. And he came that, he, uh, uh, he told me to come and release you from your bondage. Now, for the first time, these people were hearing that there was a possibility of freedom in their life. And that was the gospel preached to them. He said, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. That sounds very familiar to the gospel that was preached to us as well. You know, that if you receive Jesus Christ, you are free from the cares of, of the law. You are free from the devil. You are free from bondage. But the same thing was preached to them. He said, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. He said, but the word preached did not profit them that means these people even though moses told them that they will go into their own land a land which flows with milk and honey many of them did not see it many of them did not enter many of them did not even enter into at all because of a certain factor that was missing he said because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it ladies and gentlemen i want to tell you something that every prophetic word that is given to you by god will still need the agency of faith to materialize Every prophetic word that is given to you by God will still need the agency of faith to materialize. So, faith is not a trivial topic in the kingdom of God. And like I told you, I said faith is not just mere trust. Faith is not just having a strong head, trying to be stubborn. You know, faith is rooted in the word of God. Faith is a spiritual phenomenon. Like I said yesterday, I said faith is a mystery. So, we started off and I started bringing out to you the exact thing that happened to these people in the wilderness. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. He said, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Now he's referring to these same people. You'll realize as we go forward. He says, And were all baptized into, unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Now, that's the people he's talking about. The same people who came out of Egypt. They were baptized unto Moses. At the time they were going through the, the Red Sea, 
They didn't know that it was actually a baptism. It was a kind of baptism. Remember when you give your life to Christ when you are, when you are saved, you are baptized. Jesus Christ said, we preach the gospel, um, uh, preach the gospel to, you know, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Say, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So these people left Egypt and they were baptized. They thought God was just opening the sea. God was actually baptizing them. God was actually baptizing them. Because baptism is the final separation before angels and demons that you now belong to God. So if you have not baptized, start working on a baptism by water. Now, if you are baptized by sprinkling, it is incorrect. So, oh, but baptism is by grace. So I've heard that argument before. It's incorrect because the word baptism itself, the word baptism itself is a Latin word. It comes from a Latin word, baptizo, which means to immerse. So to say immersion by sprinkling is not correct. To baptize means to be immersed. These people had to be immersed. They had to be baptized unto Moses. They were baptized unto Moses. We are baptized in the name of Jesus. Right? But these people were baptized unto Moses in two things. He said, in the cloud and in the sea. Then, he says, and did all eat the same spiritual meat? And did all drink the same spiritual drink? For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that was Christ. Doesn't this ring a bell? They ate of the same spiritual meat. They drank of the same spiritual drink. The communion. The communion, which was the body and the, and the wine. The, the, the bread and the wine, which is the body. And the, Jesus Christ preaching one day a very controversial message. He said, eat my body, that is meat. He said, drink my blood. He was referring to the communion. He said, for they drank of that same spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Verse 5, he says, but with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, they were overthrown in the wilderness means they did not get to the promised land. They died in the wilderness. They were destroyed in the wilderness. Why? He said, because God was not well pleased with them. Why was God not well pleased with them? Remember Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. He says that, well, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if God was not pleased with them, that means in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the reason why God was not pleased with them was because nothing they did connoted faith. Because it would take faith to enter into the promised land. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3. He said, for we who have now believed have entered into the rest. So when you believe, when faith comes into action, you enter into the land. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, we're still at 1 Corinthians um, first Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 we are at verse 5 it's about with many of them God was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness verse 6 now these things were our examples to the intent we should not last after evil things as they also lasted now I want to bring out a point here the word examples there King James actually uses the word ensamples when you check the Greek margin the word ensamples there actually means now these things were types these things were the types the word there is types from where i usually you hear me mention a thing something like typology so that is where that word came from types now these things were the types the typology that means the promised land was a type the wilderness was a type the baptism unto Moses was a type. So these things were types. So as those things were happening, they were actually types of the main thing. Go to Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come. 
for the law, having a shadow and not the very image of the things. That means the things that happened in the law, the things that happened in the Old Testament, the sacrifices and all these things that happened were a type. They were not the main thing. There's an old Baptist song, you know, talking about on Jordan's road where we go to the promised land. He said, uh, we are going to the promised land. And um, uh, you see people singing, we are marching to Zion, Zion beautiful, beautiful Zion. We are marching onward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. We are marching to Zion, Zion beautiful, beautiful Zion. We are marching onward to Zion. Beyond the beautiful city of God. Now, it looks like a very beautiful song, but it's not, it's, not, it's not of the gospel. This is not of the gospel. You know why? Because the promised land, like I said, just like that old um, uh, song, that old um, Baptist song, to them, the promised land or Zion or that promised land was heaven. They refer to heaven as the promised land. And you know, it's a good song. When you say we are marching to Zion, it's like conscientizing people that we are going to heaven. But in the case of the gospel, according to the gospel, according to the truth of the message of Christ, it is not the gospel. Because if it was a type, 1 Corinthians 10, verse, verse 6, he says, now these, were, the, now these things were examples. If he refers to these things as examples, he said, that means these were types. I said the Greek word is types. What then does it mean in the New Testament? What happened over there? Verse 7. Neither ye be idolaters, as were some of them, as is written, the people that sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Now verse 11. Now all these things happen unto them for ensamples. And they are written for our admonition unto whom the ends of the world are come. Notice what he said. He didn't say, unto whom the ends of the world will come. What he means with the, unto whom the ends of the world are come, is referring to, unto whom the end of the age, the, the world there is age, unto whom the end of the age are come. That means the consummation of all the work of God, which is the New Testament. Upon whom the end of the age is come. That is us. The ones who believe in Christ, the end of the age is come with us. God is not going to find another way of salvation again. This is the end of this age. See, until this age is done, then God begins another age after this, the second coming of Christ. Time will not permit me to go into all, all that. So, this was written for our, an example to us. He said, written for our admonition that we'll learn from it and know that these are examples, these are types. So, what then is the the promised land. And I, I, I shared, I think on day three, I was able to talk about the location. All right? And it was very beautiful as we learned it. Day three was just so, was off the roof. And I was able to teach on the, the, the location. And that location is Christ. Is Christ. If any man be in Christ. Remember what he said in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3. They which I believe have entered, not are entering, have entered into rest. They have entered. 
See, they have entered by faith. They which have believed have entered into, the, into his rest. So, very, very profound. Now, let's look at what God told them. Now, if it was an example, that means we have to also look at what God told them to, concerning the promised land in the Old Testament. And let's compare it to what the Lord says concerning Christ. Because I said, your location always defines your destination or your destiny and also your possibilities let's look at this land called christ just like god told them he said it's a land that flows with milk and honey the promised land let's look at this land called christ what is the dynamic of this land so what are we to expect are we are we supposed to be talking like everybody that says that life is full of ups and downs? is that what is going on in in christ is that what if the people of the world say that they don't know what is happening to them if the people of the world say they are afraid of coronavirus do we say the same thing do we suffer the same things they suffer do we think the same way? Are we supposed to say that? You know, <clears throat> if, we, if we wear masks, is it because we are actually um, uh, trying to just move away with government, you know, and, you know, just so that the devil does not have an opportunity to do an unnecessary persecution? Or we are wearing masks because we are trying to protect ourselves. We have to be very careful that, all right, if, if we come into Christ, since we have come into Christ, you know, some people... Um, said um, that we have to apply wisdom because we have to apply wisdom because um, <laughs> even Jesus Christ when he was um, a little kid when Herod wanted to kill him God had to make them run away that means sometimes you have to apply, apply wisdom and run away Ugh. That's a, that's, a, that's a blow on the face of God. Was God afraid of Herod? God was not afraid of Herod. God did it to fulfill scripture. God did it to fulfill scripture. He was not afraid of Herod. Let me show you. He told him, alright, if, to, if he wants to hide his son, why not Syria? Why not Ethiopia? Why Egypt? If he wants to hide his son, why Egypt? Why Egypt? Because God was fulfilling scripture. Jesus came to fulfill scripture. Hosea chapter 11. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. That's a prophetic scripture. Is it out of Egypt I have called my son? Out of Egypt I have called my son. So when Jesus was taken to Egypt. It was to fulfill the scripture that out of Egypt have I called my son. So, don't, don't say some of those interesting things. And when they were departed, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 13, he says, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Verse 14. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. Verse 15. And, there on and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled. Not that he was afraid of Herod. Which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. So God was only playing by the script.
was playing by the script. The church is not supposed to be getting less and less powerless. And the only thing that will make God's people rise to, to take their place is by the agency of faith. Because I said, faith, may, you know, faith just launches you into God's possibilities. Faith just launches you into God's possibilities. I, I shared a testimony yesterday about how a woman without fallopian tube, without uterus, was able to carry a child. Now, this is not a faraway testimony. I know the testimony. The fallopian tube did not have to come. The uterus did not have to come. Where there was the child lying? A great man of God that I admire so much was, um, was sharing a testimony. And he shared, he shared it so many times. He said it so many times like it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's in your face. And he doesn't sh stop sharing it. He said one day his wife, his pregnant wife, had a miscarriage. And he was about, he just came back from work. And the pregnant wife came and said, and started crying. Said, I, I miscarried. He said to her, he said, not possible. I'll save you my food. No need to go to hospital to check. Let me tell you this. Sometimes, when you act your faith on, on, on a disease, you don't have to test negative. Sometimes, after you act your faith, you go back and say, now they said I'm negative. Have you seen? Now they said I'm negative. That's, that's the lower side. At the higher side of the subject of faith, it doesn't have to change. You don't need a doctor to verify what God has done. You don't need it. You don't need a doctor to verify what God has done. In the Old Testament, it said, when you are cleansed, go to the priest. He didn't say go to the doctors. And remember, there were physicians in those days. He said, when you are cleansed, go and show yourself to the priest. Sometimes some people are actually healed. Then they subject it to scientific tools. And when the scientific tools say negative, the healing that happened and the faith which they were carrying it, oh, it didn't change. So then, where's your faith? Your faith is not in what God said. Your faith is in the document the doctor gave you. Your faith is in the document the doctor gave you. So, we have come into Christ. He said, ye have come unto Mount Zion. It's the same thing. Unto the city of the living God. Heavenly Jerusalem. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22. We have come there. We have come into Christ. What are the possibilities there? Now, we will know the possibilities there by studying the possibilities that God stated concerning the promised land. So, let's see what God said concerning the promised land. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Let's start from verse 9. And that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give unto them and to their seed a land that floweth with milk and honey. A land that floweth with milk and honey. Go ahead. For the land, whither thou goest in to possess it, is not as the land of Egypt. Now, if you are talking about the ensamples, Egypt refers to the world. Egypt is a type of the world. For the land, whether thou goest in to possess it, is not as the land of Egypt from whence he came out, where thou sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. I'll explain why that, how that was done. 
But the land whether ye go, whether ye go to possess it, is a land of hills and valleys, and drinketh water of the rain of heaven. If you understood this, you, you will not be able to sit in your room. Go to verse 10. Thank you, Jesus. He said, For the land whither thou goest into possess it is not as the land of Egypt from whence he came out, where thou sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot. Now, why was this? Now, Egypt was a flat land, right? When you study the, the uh, geographics, Egypt was a flat land. I don't know now, but at the time, it was a flat land. And they, were, they didn't have rain over there. Now, note that during those days, the major occupation of the people was agriculture. How do I know? Remember when Joseph became prime minister, when he said there was going to be farming, what did he say? He said they should gather food. Because that was the, 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 that was the trade of the day. Everything was agriculture. So what if today there's going to be famine, all right, or there's going to be an economic problem, what did, um, Joseph actually said was there was going to be an economic problem. He said they should gather food, not gather money. Gather food. If today we say there's going to be an economic problem, the first thing people will gather is what? Money. They will go and hide money. There's going to be an economic problem. So people will go and hide money. But in that day, um, Joseph said that they should gather the barley. All right? They should gather the wheat. They should gather it into the barns. So you have to understand that in those days, that was the major thing. So when you, are, you want to explain whether somebody is rich or someone has food or, so, or someone is wealthy, one of the things you look at is cattle. You look at wheat, grain, then oil and wine. That's some of the things. So the people were big time farmers. All right? The people were big time farmers. Now, because of that, God told them the land I'm taking you to is a land that flows with milk and honey. Now I told you yesterday that it's not like there was milk and honey flowing there. It was because the kind of land it was, it was conducive for farming. It was so good that if they if they, if they stay on that land and the land belongs to them, what it means is that they will be rich. Now, when you go into, when the 12 spies went to spy the land, the Bible says they brought back fruit of the land and the grapes there were not a normal grapes to show you the kind of land. So the contention was the land. The contention was the land, the kind of land, because the kind of fruit they were growing there, that's the meaning of the milk and honey. They will have some to eat and they will have some to sell and make money. So they will be rich if they get into that land. So in the Old Testament, when you see people fighting over places, a lot of the time, the war was because of the land. They never fought about stupid locations. They always fought concerning strategic locations. One of those strategic locations was Ramoth Gilead, then also Megiddo. Let me not bore you with all these names. So, when you get into it, you realize that the land was the, was the place of contention. The land decided a lot of things. Now, in Egypt, because the land was flat and there was no rain, Egyptians were one of the first people to actually start irrigation. But you see, the, the, the water with which they were watering their crops was actually from the River Nile. Now, they started irrigation, but you know, in today's irrigation, there are machines. There were no machines at that time. So this is what they were doing. They would lay something like pipes. 
within the land in which they have sown the crop because there's no rain. So, what happens? When the water is flowing from the river now, it is flowing through the pipes, but the water does not know where to go, so they've created holes in the pipes. So, when they put their foot on the pipes, water comes out. That is was how they were watering their crops. So, look at it again. Where thou sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. What's that showing? Hard work. You will use hard work to make your money. You will use hard work to make it. You will suffer. Very consistent with the curse God gave Adam. That the other land you were in, not only were you a slave, you put in one, you get one. You put in one, you get one. Always struggling to make it happen. That was the kind of land. Go to verse 11. He says, but the land whither ye go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys and drinketh water of the rain of heaven. Now, in this land called the promised land, what was happening there was that when the people sow their crops, their seeds, their rain is not like that of Egypt. He said, it drinketh, the land there drinketh water of the rain of heaven. And the rain of heaven, when you study the book of Hosea, then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord. So I'll explain to you what the rain of heaven is. Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord. He's going forth as the morning. And he shall come unto us as the rain. He shall come unto us as the rain. Hosea chapter 6, verse 3. Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord. He's going forth as prepared as the morning. And he shall come unto us as the rain. That means the rain is God himself. He said, he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and the former rain unto the earth. Now, so over there, go back to, um, yes, Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 11. He says, and drink water of the rain of heaven. That means the spirit of God in this land, it is the spirit of God who is responsible for our productivity. That's why he said, until the spirit be poured upon us from high, then the wilderness become a fruitful field. So when the spirit is poured, the wood has become a fruitful field. So in Christ, we are destined. Listen, because I say your location determines your destination and your possibilities. In Christ, we are destined for productivity. We are destined to have more than we work for. That in Christ, we are destined for prosperity. We are, we are destined for the working of grace. That is our destiny. Suffering is inconsistent with the gospel. Suffering is inconsistent with the gospel. In the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, you see that, you know, the spirit of God, the spirit of God gives us a supernatural supply. He puts us in that place. And that's what we call the blessing. He said that that land, it drinketh water of the rain of heaven. So, even though the people are sowing, when they sow, something happens. They see that the crops there are bigger. Now, the amazing thing I want you to see here is this land is an example. This land was enjoying the blessing. Yet, when they went into the land, the land was occupied by the Amalekites at the south. It was occupied with the giants. Ladies and gentlemen, so unbelievers are enjoying the blessings of Christians. 
what is supposed to come to God's people is not hanging in the air. Some unbelievers are eating it. Money that could have come into your hand, that would have been a blessing to the kingdom of God, one man is somewhere using that money to be buying car for little girls. So, some unbelievers are enjoying what is supposed to be for God's people. Verse 12. A land which the Lord thy God careth for, for the eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it, from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. That means there are no blue days in the land. Today, I'm doing well. Tomorrow, I'm doing well. No. In Christ, when you come, like a man of God, Pastor Chris says, he says, your, your, your trajectory becomes upward and forward only. There's nothing like life is full of ups and downs. It does not exist in this land. It does not exist in this land. Upward and forward is what exists in this land. Front and back, it does not exist in this land. I'm going top. I came down. I'm going top. Life is full. It is not consistent with the land. He said, for the eyes of the Lord are upon it from the beginning of the year even unto the end. So year in, year out, it is victory throughout. It is victory throughout. This is the land. This is the land. This is the land. Christ is that location. Where in Christ, if you are in Christ, he said, then you are Abraham's seed. If ye be in Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. That means the moment you are in Christ, if you have, been, if you have joined the, the topic of treating Christ and Christianity, you understand what I'm trying to say. When you are in Christ, you are connected. Are you listening? When you are in Christ, you are connected to the blessing of Abraham. You are connected to whatever covenant God gave Abraham. He said, in blessing, I will bless thee. In multiplying, I will multiply thee. This is what is consistent with the gospel. For the eyes of the Lord thy God are upon it. From the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. Go ahead and speak in tongues. Sora makasaka talababa. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So this is the land. But something remarkable happened in the land. The moment they left Egypt and they entered into Canaan, the first thing they met, Jericho. The walls of Jericho. The reason why the promised land can never be heaven is because when, you get, when we get to heaven, there's nothing for us to conquer. There's nothing for us to conquer in heaven. Everything has been conquered in heaven. It is just celebration throughout. We, we don't act our faith in heaven. The Bible says even prophecies will fail. That means that when we get to heaven, no prophetic word, nothing. Prophecies will fail on the perfect day. Prophecies will fail. Faith will not work in heaven. We, it will become, we will become faith. See, that's why it's so important for us to learn it now.
Some people think what you don't know on earth, you will know it in heaven. It's not true. Otherwise, there will not be need for books in heaven. There are some things they don't know. Book is meant for reading now. He said there's a book of life and Bible is another book. There are different books in heaven. Do you understand? There are different books in heaven. So, not everybody in heaven knows everything. So, it's important that we know things now. Because the level in which you are functioning now will be the same level you function in heaven. So, verse 13. Now, when they, when they came out, they now saw Jericho. Important Jericho. So connected, Jericho is connected to the promised land. Ah, the people should have said, ah, but if God said he would give us this land, I mean, we should have gone to meet it bare. Am I right? I say, give us this land. Let's go and meet it there. No? The fact that people are on the land is the proof that it's a good land. Just like many of you do not buy watches that there's no queue. What I'm saying is not, is, is not true. When you go to a place and you see two watches joints, one long queue, one no queue, no matter how hungry you are, you are not thinking of going to the one with no queue. You are wondering why everybody is gathered at the other one, that means it is likely to be a very nice watch. So you join the queue. Mommy, watch it. Ten city there. Ten. It's very annoying to stand behind somebody like that. But your mommy, two city there. No, baku, 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 twelve. Nina, Gaini, Macroni. So the fact that the land was occupied is proof positive that it is a good land. But they had to win on the land. So like I said, many unbelievers are enjoying things that are supposed to be for Christians. Many unbelievers are enjoying things that are supposed to be for Christians. That means there are people on our land. Obadiah chapter 1. Verse 16. For as ye have drunk upon my holy mountain, so shall all the heathen drink continually. Yea, they shall drink, and they shall swallow down, and they shall be as though they had not been. But upon Mount Zion, remember what Zion is, the land, our land. But upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, one, two, there shall be holiness, number three, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. This doesn't make sense. How can you possess your possession? It belongs to you. Remember this land belongs to them. But he says, the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. Their possession belongs to them, but it means that the possession is not in their hand. He said, the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. How do you possess your possession? And that's what I've been doing, prevailing faith. That's what we've been on. How do you possess your possession? What The things that are in the land that you have not seen, how do you make contact with them? The things that are in the land, that's supposed to be things that you are experiencing. How do you make contact with them? He said the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. How do you possess your possessions? It's getting interesting. 
It's getting interesting. Write this down. Write this down. Faith is for fighting. Remember why they didn't get into their land? There was no faith in their spirit. I gave you different reasons. One of them was they went back to Egypt in their heart. Number two was they were complaining and murmuring. Number three was they were weak in their soul. All these three are actually symptoms of no faith. That's right, the second and the third. Because it takes no faith to complain. A man of faith does not complain. A man of faith believes in the ability of God in him. Then the third one, they were weak in their soul. But there were two men of faith, Caleb and Joshua. And the Bible says they were of a different spirit. These guys were different. These were men of faith. No wonder. No wonder. When Joshua took over, he was the one who was now going to take the land. So his first battle was Jericho. What were they going to do? They were going to possess their possessions into this land. There are fights to take. If you think just because you became a Christian, everything is going to become cool, calm, and collected. Whoever preached that gospel to you, lied to you. You will see Amalekites in the land. You will see the Hittites in the land. You will see the sons of Anak in the land. You will see the giants in the land. You will see people who have no business being in your space, being in your space. You will see people who have no business. The, the money you are praying for, hmm? the money you are praying for, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness of the money you are praying for. Somebody has just dashed it to a girl right now, so I'm talking to you. Somebody has used it to buy this one for his boyfriend this morning. The money you are praying for, for Rhapsody. Eh? The money you are praying for, for Rhapsody and to do your partnership. As I'm talking to you now, somebody has just wasted it on Moe. What are you supposed to do? You are supposed to claim what belongs to you. Make sure that everything God has said concerning the gospel becomes your experience. Faith is for fighting. Faith is for fighting. First Timothy chapter 6. Faith is for fighting. Verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. I said faith is for fighting. These guys were supposed to go and fight. They said, no, we cannot fight. Too. The guys are bigger than us. We cannot fight. Then he says, lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. What is laying hold on eternal life? Eternal life is the life of God at work in your spirit. It is one of the blessings of Christ. Eternal life is a blessing of Christ. Eternal life makes you um, 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 immune to sicknesses. It makes you immune to sicknesses. It's, then he says that that eternal life is supposed to be your possession. I can come close to a coronavirus patient and not get the virus. That is eternal life. But what? He said until you lay hold on it, even though it is something that is yours, you have to lay hold on it. You have to lay hold on it because it can be something in the land and you will get sick. It can be something in the land and you will get that diabetes. It can be something in the land and you will get that, that, that problem. It can be something in the land and you can get that tumor. But you are supposed to be functioning with eternal life. So he said what? Lay hold on eternal life. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 
If he says lay hold on eternal life, now this eternal life he's talking about over here. Oof. First John, first John, first John, first John. First John chapter 5, verse 11. And this is the record that God had given to us eternal life. No, hold on, hold on. Eternal life is not supposed to be something we'll see in heaven. Eternal life is not in heaven. Eternal life is a present our possession. It is an experience we have now. Talk to me. He said, this is the record that God had given to us. Had given to us. Had given to us. God has already given to us eternal life. He said, and this life is in his son. This life is in his son. This life is in his son. It is one thing to share a testimony that I was sick and pastor prayed and I got healed. But it's the lower level. Live there. Live there. Live there. Start walking in eternal life. Start walking in eternal life. When you begin to walk in eternal life, it is not I was sick and they prayed and I was well. At that time, you become impregnable to sickness. And this is the record that God had given to us eternal life. That this is the receipt. This is the reason why we know we have eternal life. Because if you look at me normally, you will never know I have eternal life. If I look at you, I'll never know you have eternal life. He said, this is the record that God had given to us eternal life. He said, and this life is in his son. Verse 12. He that hath the son hath life. The one who has Jesus already has eternal life. That person already has this eternal life. That person already has eternal life. That person already has eternal life. And he that hath not the son hath not life. Before I traveled to, 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 to Lagos, I knew they would do a coronavirus test before I travel. A young man came to see me. He came to see me. Not in church. He came to see me. And he came sitting in front of me. I mean, less than one meter. He was sitting in front of me. He was telling me, Pastor, please, I have coronavirus. While he was sitting in front of me, Pastor, please, I have coronavirus. What will you have done? You said, hey, go back, go back. Social distance from me. Social distance. He that had the son had life. I sat in front of him. I said, okay, what again? What else do you have? He that had the son had this life. He that had not the son. I'm not going to panic because somebody had coronavirus around me. No, no, panic because somebody had an flew around me. I don't want to panic because somebody had this. We, we have survived more than that. He that had the son, the one who has Jesus, already has this life. He that had not the son, had not life. So when you see somebody who is not born again, he's, he's a snake walking in a human body. He does not have this life. He's dead. He's just walking. He's dead. Verse 13. He said, these things have I written unto you. That believe on the name of the Son of God. You see, why is he telling them he has, they have eternal life? Because these guys already have eternal life, but they are not living as such. They don't even know. So they are getting sick. They are getting poor. They are getting wrecked by life. So he says, I have, I have to write this thing to you. He said, these things have I written unto you. That believe on the name of the Son of God. That you may know that you have eternal life. He said, you already believe. I know you are already Christians. But I'm telling you so that you know that you have eternal life. Why? Because if you don't know it, you will live like you never had it. American Christianity will tell you that when you pray and somebody gets healed, that's God in action. Okay, so what if I don't get sick at all? That's not God. That's the higher life. A man of God, Pastor Chris, calls the higher life. That's the higher life. Where you begin to walk and, and you begin to live a life. You begin to live that life. You live that life. Have no fear. Have no fear. Am I saying you, if, if you get it, means your faith is not working? You can get it. You can get that virus. You can get that. When you get what you do with it now determines whether you have eternal life or not. Just like the giants in the land. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. You begin to speak. 
You begin to speak. No virus survives in this body. You begin to speak. You speak. You take communion. You speak. You take communion. No virus survives in this body. No virus survives in this body. I have the life of God in me. I have eternal life at work in me. Nothing can bring me down. I do not fall like a sick man. I do not fall like any of one of the people of the world. I, I, I am full of life. Eternal life is at work in my body. Eternal life is at work in my body. Eternal life is at work in my body. So kalababaya. I remember when we were in Holiday Inn, something was going on in my body. I was feeling very sick about some certain things. But anytime I preach, and I preach like this, I was not only preaching to them, I was preaching to myself. Sometimes you preach to yourself. Sometimes you go into your room and you preach to yourself. That these things have I written unto you, that you might know that you have eternal life, and that this life is in the Son. He that had the Son had life. He that had no Son had no life. I have the life of God in my body. I have the life of God is at work in my body. Sickness cannot bring me down. Sickness cannot push me down. Cancer cannot bring me down. Or then you begin to lay hands on your body. You begin to lay hands on your body body respond to the life respond to eternal life he said lay hold on eternal life catch it he said lay hold on it that means catch it he said catch it catch it let eternal life stand there he said eternal life you must work in this body eternal life you must work in this body lay hold on eternal life devil you are joking devil you are joking this body is the temple of the holy ghost no virus lives here. No virus can, can stand. No virus can stand. No virus can stand. No virus can stand. I mean, to wait for program onto program to be healed is too long. To wait for one program to end, another program to start for you to be healed is too long. He that had the son had this life. He that had not the son had not life. The devil is joking. It's joking. It's joking. It's joking. The devil is joking. Montakale Moseti. Bo Kalababa. We don't speak in tongue for nothing. We are not religious fanatics. This thing works in our body. It's a lay hold on eternal life. This body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This body functions excellently. Nothing ayamakose ketebaya. Then as you speak. You, you observe your body. You see your body is responding to eternal life. It's a fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Fight. 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 A growth has come on your body. Fight. 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 Something has happened to your body. Fight. Something has happened to your body. Fight. You are noticing that your body is behaving a certain way. Fight. Begin to fight. Begin to fight. He said, fight the good fight of faith. He said, and lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. This body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Sickness cannot live in this body. Every bacteria is defeated. Every virus is defeated. Then begin to speak. Don't wait for it to get serious before you speak. Your faith will not work. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. Shake up, Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. Anything is possible. I said, the angel told Mary, he said, with God, nothing is impossible. But Jesus Christ came, Jesus Christ came and upgraded the revelation. He said, not only with God, the one who believes, also everything is possible unto him. Ah! anything that is possible with God is possible with the one with faith I said anything that is possible with God is possible with any man with faith so see 
see that you have that office see that you have it see that you are out of that wheelchair see that you are out of that bed see that you are out of that see it see that you are out of it see that you are out of it no because you're probably listening to me and you have you know a blanket on you and you are shivering and you are, the, the, you are the, no walk out of it see that you are fine see it walk out of it walk out of it walk out of it see 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 shola makatakaya leko bobobobo city sora mama makasataya liko la mama kasataya lika baba baba baye rakaka baba baba yes i see it i see i see the glory of god i see the glory of god all over her city i see the glory of god see it see yours and say yours see yours and say yours he that had the son had life 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 and this is the record that god had given to us eternal life and this life is in his son he that had the son had life he that had the son had life then you will be pacing your floor in your room he that had the son had life he that had not the son had not life you will be pacing your room he that had the son had life you are free from that sickness you are free from that disease you are free from it today as i speak to you now you are free from it stand up and begin to walk stand up and begin to move around begin to move around you are you are whole you are well you are well you are well you are well it is well with you 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 man he that had the son had life the lord says you are free the lord says to tell you you are free you are free as i'm sharing the word of god any any you were probably lying down and as this message was coming you felt yourself kicking stand up stand up stand up stand up stand up stand up in the ocean roll your greatness so will I for if everything exists to live I remember let, let me let me share this testimony ah Kaya a young lady who was going to marry this was like three years ago it wasn't before I, before I became a pastor but you know these are these are principles I have lived by she was going to do her wedding the time of the wedding was due you know and they, they didn't really have the money to buy the gown they were not planning to do a very extravagant wedding but they were ready to get married you know sometimes you, you're supposed to marry you know all the money is not available but you know that you will have um, a small wedding but a grand marriage you know, some people spend so much on the marriage uh, on the wedding and they spend less on the marriage all right so she didn't have enough money she didn't have enough money to to buy the things right she didn't have enough money to buy the things 
have enough money to buy the shoes? Should they have enough money to buy the gown? She told me about it. I said, you know what you need to do? I said, see yourself wearing the gown and see yourself wearing the shoe. I said, anytime I call you, say, I'm wearing my gown, I'm wearing my shoe. So anytime I call her, she say, say, I'm wearing my gown, I'm wearing my shoe. Where was the gown? Nowhere. Where's the shoe? Nowhere. But anytime I, I ask her, have you seen it? Have you seen the gown? Say, sir, I've seen the gown. I said, have you seen the shoe? Say, yes, sir. It's a white shoe. I said, yes. I'm wearing my gown. I'm wearing my shoe. I'm wearing my gown. I'm wearing my shoe. Fast forward. On the day of the wedding, she was wearing her gown and she was wearing her shoe. Don't let the devil deceive you. Don't let the devil deceive you out of God's best. Don't let the devil deceive you out of God's best. You are made for the top. You are made for glory. <laughs> it might not look so today, but see it. See it. If the stars were made to worship, so will I. If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans roar your greatness, so will I. For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. If the wind goes where you send it, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. If the sum of all our praises still falls silent, then we'll sing again a hundred billion times. Oh, oh, oh. Can you see yourself graduating? Can you see yourself graduating? Can you see yourself graduating? See it. See it. See it. See it. Shaka.